Henry Morgan Show. Yes, the Henry Morgan Show with Arnold Stang, Fran Warren, Kurt Kelton, Milton Kalem's Orchestra, and me, Ben Brower. And here's the star of the Henry Morgan Show, standing on his favorite corner in front of the cigar store. Good evening, anybody. Here's Morgan. Thank you. Uh, not so many Christmases ago, we broadcast a little Christmas story for children. And uh, it was definitely for children, but we heard later that a number of grown-ups sneaked out of bed and listened. Well, you know how parents are, kids. Just when you think that they're asleep, they come out of the bedroom with all kinds of excuses. They want to drink a water. <laughs> or uh, there's a tiger in the room. Their blanket fell on the floor or something. So this year, uh, we might as well let them stay up and listen. But parents, no snickering. We're not going to stand for a lot of grown-ups sitting in front of the radio, shaking their heads doubtfully, as though we were making the whole thing up. Now, kids, if you notice your mommy or daddy saying things like, um, Oh, nonsense. Or, uh, well, that couldn't happen. Just look them in the eye and say... I find this story thoroughly credible. Of course, I don't have that kind of trouble with my parents. If they say all nonsense to me, I just don't give them tickets to my show. Now, it's a story, and pretty good. And the story begins the day after Christmas, which, you have to admit, is an unusual day to begin a Christmas story. It's about two boys and a girl. They're named Norman, Joey, and Jeannie. How old are they? Oh, they're just about your age. And where do they live? Oh, just across the street. As the story begins, it's the day after Christmas. And Norman, a boy, is coming up the front walk to Joey's house, and he says... Hiya, Joey. Hi, Norman. What presents have you got broken? Oh, I forgot to tell you. What he said was, what presents have you got broken? <laughs> it was a very good line, too. <laughs> I tell you that Joey is sitting there looking at the ruins of an electric train, which it took a dozen graduate engineers to put together. What you doing, Joey? I'm trying to figure out how to put this train together again. Who took it apart? My father. <laughs> don't you know enough not to let your father fool around with your toys? They don't know what it's all about. Well, he was fooling with the train and running it round and round. And after a while, he said he had a theory about how to make it run different. What's a theory? I don't know. Something your father has when he tells you to hand him a screwdriver. <laughs> What'd you get for Christmas? Oh, a sled and some skates and a rector set. Yeah? What else? Oh, the rest of it was just useful stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got stuck with some of that, too. Hello, Norman. Hello, Jeannie. Hello, Joey. Joey, why don't you say hello to Jeannie? She's my sister. <laughs> Hey, Norman, I bet you didn't see Santa Claus. Oh, yeah? Did you? Sure. Did he come down the chimney? We got radiators. <laughs> oh, Joey, Mama says for you to come in and wash up for supper. I don't bother me. What a pet this sister is. I asked for a brother and I got you. <laughs> now, you better mind or Santa Claus won't bring you anything for Christmas. <laughs> 
We just had Christmas, Smarty. Smarty yourself, I mean next year. Ha! You don't have to be good all year. I figure two weeks before Christmas is plenty. You do so, too, have to be good all year. Good all year for just one Christmas? Gee, that doesn't sound fair. Yeah, if you've got to be good every day in account of Christmas, then it ought to be Christmas every day. What do you think, Joey? It ought to be, but it ain't. That's on account of they got the wrong people in charge of it. Oh, Joey? You know, grown-ups. You know, Joey's absolutely right. I can't blame him for wanting Christmas every day if he has to be good every day. And that's the way it looks to him as he sits down to supper with Joan and his father and his mother on the day after Christmas. Did you wash up before coming to the table, Joey? Yes, Mom. He didn't. I did. 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 For goodness sakes, children, stop it. Did. Did. Didn't, didn't. Now, that's enough. Didn't. Didn't what, Jean? I forgot. Joey, you aren't eating a thing. Pass your plate. Oh, Mom, I don't like turkey hash. Nonsense, son. It's delicious. No, thank you, Mother. I don't believe I'll have any. <laughs> Daddy, is that right what Jeannie said? That you have to be good all year for Santa Claus to come? That's right, son. Gosh, if a fella's got to spend all his time being good, he never gets the time to live a little. Isn't that right, Daddy? Huh? Oh, of course, Joey. Father! Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, Joey, of course not. <laughs> Whatever your mother says. <laughs> mother, would you hand me that newspaper, please? Here you are, dear. I haven't seen it yet. What are the headlines? General Eisenhower gives up presidential ambitions, announces he has become Republican. <laughs> Say, here's an interesting item. You remember that woman in Boston who left $50,000 to her cat last year? Yeah. The cat just died and left it to another cat. <laughs> well, that's sensible. Here's an interesting item. Read it, dear. Park Avenue theater owners are lobbying in Washington against popcorn machines. Look at this headline. Snobby Lobby claims popcorn hobby makes their lobbies slobby. Daddy, what's a lobby? Well, a lobby is a group of people who go to Washington to put pressure on congressmen so they'll pass a new law. Can they get any kind of a law passed? Well, sometimes it seems that way. Even if the president doesn't want it? Especially. Dad? <laughs> yeah? How far is it to Washington? Well... I never said it. Somebody else must have said it. Well, the plot is not getting any thinner. Joey's getting an idea to have a law passed. Sort of a new OPA. Overthrow parents' authority. <laughs> and uh, naturally, the first thing he has to do is tell Norman. Hey, Norman, we gotta start a lobby. Okay, what's a lobby? Well, a lobby is when you go to Washington and, and tell a senator to pass a law. Who does? Anybody. Us, we can do it. We got rights just like people. No kidding. <laughs> sure. 
We just go to Washington and tell them to pass a law like, like no school, no washing for supper, no spankings, no running errands. Well, they wouldn't pass all those laws. Yeah. yeah. But I know how you can get everything you want with just one law. Yeah? yeah? On Christmas, you don't go to school, you don't run errands, and you don't get spanked. Isn't that so? Yeah. So you just get the senator to pass a law making every day Christmas. Jimmy! Jimmy. Santa Claus would come every day, too. You suppose he would? He'd have to if it was a law. Jiminy. Jiminy! We haven't got a Jiminy. We got a radiator. The three children have decided to go to Washington. And uh, while the kids are packing their little overnight bags and buying their little railroad tickets, why don't we sit back and listen to little Fran Warren, who is still dreaming of a white Christmas, as she sings, Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Thank you, friend. Uh, now we go back and join the three kids, Joey, Norman, and Jean, who uh, you probably remember. 
had decided to go to Washington as the head of a children's lobby to get a law passed making every day Christmas. They carry with them a petition signed by such leading American figures as Butch Jenkins and Margaret O'Brien. And so, to Washington, where the three children have just arrived. Gee whiz, look at all the big buildings around. What's that thing? I saw a picture of that one. That's the Washington Monument. Wow, is he tall. <laughs> My mother says that maybe I'll grow up and be president. Ah, oh, they don't have girl presidents. Why not? Well, a president has to make laws and speeches and wars and things like that. Yeah. All ladies do is cook and go shopping and take care of the kids. Well, they can do all that other junk in their spare time. Hey, let's ask someone where we can find some senators. Hey, there's a man. Let's ask him. Hello, mister. Hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just came to Washington. We have to go someplace in an awful hurry. Who's stopping you? <laughs> we don't know exactly where to go. What's the matter, you lost? <laughs> no. We came to Washington to get something done. You're lost. <laughs> no, we ain't lost. We got important business. We're going to see a real senator. Big deal. <laughs> Well, if you're looking for senators, why don't you go to the Senate building? It's on S Street. They told us it was on O Street. I tell him S. He tells me O. Thanks, mister. I hope we'll see you again sometime. It, likewise. Still don't know what Gerard was doing in Washington. But uh, those children were there on business, and they started to look for a senator to get their bill introduced. In the crowds, they couldn't tell who was a senator because many senators look like people. So they went all around Washington, where they saw many politicians and other sites. Finally, they came to an important government building. <laughs> This is the Bureau of Printing and Engraving. What's that? Well, this is where we make all the paper money. Oh, my daddy makes a lot of money. I hope he doesn't make it the way we do. <laughs> How much money you got here, huh? Oh, I don't know. I just keep making it. Then I never know where all that money goes. That's just what daddy always tells mommy. <laughs> I tell you something, though. Last week alone, I made $20 million. Gosh. Last month, I made $200 million. For the year, I made $3 billion. And here's a sample of my work. Gosh! A picture of a penny. Here's another place. Maybe they can help us here. I'll open the door. Look here, Jones. I haven't you found my fountain pen yet? No, sir, and I've looked everywhere for well, it. Well, now that pen's been missing for three weeks. Can't anybody in this place ever find anything? What does it say on the door, Joey? Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> hey, Norm, maybe this is the place. Yeah, it says Senate Committee. Let's go in. Yes, yes, what is it? I'm a busy man. Where are you from? Well, sir, we're from PS58. What congressional district? <laughs> huh? 
I said what congressional district? Third, fourth, fifth? Oh, we're from the third grade. Miss Horton is our teacher. Horton? Horton? I don't know any Miss Horton. Gee, didn't you ever go to school? Of course I went to school, but that was 40 years ago. Oh, Miss Horton must have been there then. Now, listen, children, you just can't come walking in here. After all, this is the government. I know. Government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Say, that's pretty good. Do you know who said that? Yes, sir. Miss Horton. <laughs> now, children, what can I do for you? I'm a busy man. Mr. Senator, we came here about Christmas. Yes. We don't think one Christmas a year is enough. We like to have Christmas every day. Christmas every day? Well, I can't blame you. When I was young, I also had dreams. But now I don't dream of making everyone happy. I don't dream of solving all problems. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. What? You don't sleep so good. <laughs> all the people, by the people, for the people. Uh, Miss Horton said that, eh? Yes, sir. And we believe it, too. I see. Uh, let me ask you something, kiddies. Are you now, or have you ever been a member? They, um, didn't get very far with that, Senator, but they weren't discouraged. After all, a child who can nag his mother into giving him an all-day sucker just before dinner, not going to be discouraged by a senator. And the children began to pick up support around the country. Newspaper headlines said... Kids claim cloakroom quorum. One paper quoted the minority opposition group with the headline, Anti-kid block blocks kids block. <laughs> and on the air, you heard reports like this. Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite news commentator, Walter Morgan. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. American Hall of Thieves and Ship. All right, already. The Children's Committee for Christmas Every Day... Continues to meet with congressional biggies. Also, smallies. <laughs> Lawmakers are weakening before lollipop lobbies. And insiders said they didn't have a chance. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But, Mr. Secretary, we want it awful bad. Ridiculous, absurd, flagrantly unconstitutional. Undermines the foundation of our government. Of the people, by the people, and for the people, as was said by that great statesman, Miss Horton of PS 58. <laughs> Your proposal is undoubtedly a priori and e pluribus. Now, what do you say to that? <laughs> okay, now, now, now stop that. Right now. Please, you, you can't, you, you're, you're just trying to. to Oh, all right. Ah, woman's tears. How important they've been to history. If it weren't for a woman's tears, civilization wouldn't have many of its wonderful inventions. Mink coats, <laughs> diamond bracelets, babies. And so... Lobby made progress, and on the air you heard, ladies and gentlemen, your favorite news commentator, H.V. Calton Morgan. Good morning. Tonight, the news from Washington concerns the United Nations delegate from Russia, who is, I understand, Russian. 
And there is a discussion of the future of the United Nations, which, in my opinion, still lies ahead. This may mean nothing, or, on the other hand, something. <laughs> or both. Which is unlikely. At least at this time. Meanwhile, the children's lobby is making considerable progress in Washington. It looks very much as if the president will... Good night. And finally, late on the next day... Hey, Norman, let's try this place. We haven't been here. Okay, Joe, let's go up the steps. Welcome to the White House, children. Is there something I can do for you? Well, we'd like to have a law pass. I know just how you feel. This will be a very popular law. See, we want to... Just a moment, kiddies, just a moment. Margaret. Just a moment. Margaret! Well, kiddies, I feel this way about it. You can please some of the people some of the time, and some of the people all of the time. But you can't please some of the people any of the time. If you pass this law, you'll please all of the kids all of the time. All right. I'll do it. Have a glass of buttermilk? Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite news commentator, Gabriel Morgan. Ah, oh, there's good news tonight. There's a little light burning in the White House tonight. And there's something about the sign of a white light burning bright in a house that's white. That makes a man want to shout out so all the world can hear. Oh, there's good news tonight. <laughs> ah, and little children are rejoicing tonight. All over the world. Tonight. And I've just been handed a flash, and it says, Good night. <laughs> And so the law was... Thank you on behalf of that fellow. And so the law was passed, making every day of the year Christmas. Every day of the year. And there were great changes throughout the land. The George Washington Bridge was torn down to make a rector set. The Ford assembly lines converted overnight to making four-door tinker toys. On the stock market, the flexible flyer went up and down. And every poor little girl had a mama doll. And every rich little girl had a mater doll. Did this make boys and girls happy? We'll find out right after Milton Tatum plays Bernie Green's special type Christmas medley. Jack Horner sat in a corner eating a Christmas pie. He put in his thumb and pulled down a plum and said, Whoa, 
One year later, the children have had Christmas every day for a year. The time is now December 24th, and the same two little boys are talking. Hello, Mormon. Hello, Joey. What have you got there? A sled. How many sleds you got? 364. <laughs> Me too. How many footballs you got? 364. How many skates you got? 728. Hello, fellas. Hello, Jean. What have you got there? Oh, another old doll. What's its name? Ditto. <laughs> you know, I broke the window in the garage today. Gee, that's good. Maybe we'll get any curtains. Nah, they forgave me. Why? Because it's Christmas. Ah, oh, gee, Christmas every day. I sure miss the 4th of July. Yeah, me too. I sure wish we had July 4th every day. I don't start that again. Oh, look, Billy. Here comes Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, hello, children. Merry Christmas. What's so funny? Well, here it is, Christmas. Again. <laughs> and I have the peachiest present for all you children. Norman, would you like to see what I brought you? Nah. Oh, I got the best sled in the whole world for you. I said that yesterday. Oh, this one's got fog lights and ashtrays and a radio and sodium bumpers. I got that kind. I know, but this one's a convertible. I don't want it. Oh, now, don't make me take it back to the North Pole again. You know what we agreed, fellas. No return. Okay, okay. Put it on that pile over there. Well, fine. Goodbye and Merry Christmas. Uh, Santa. Yes? How about not coming tomorrow? Not come tomorrow? Yes. Well, why don't you skip tomorrow and make it a holiday? Oh, I'd love to, children. My feet are killing me. 
But you know, it's Christmas every day. It was your idea. See you tomorrow. Christmas, you know. Oh, those bells. I think I'll put in the buzzer. Well, goodbye. You know, kids, Christmas all year round is awful. Our law has got to be repealed. It's a priori. It's C. Pluribus. Down with Miss Horton. On to Washington. Right on! And so the children talked to the men in Washington who repealed the law and changed Christmas back to once a year. And all the children were happy again, and the moral of the story is, nil comparandum, nil quantulatum, nil ultimus. As said by that great Latin scholar and philosopher, Miss Horton of PS58. <laughs> Translated, this means, Merry Christmas, everybody, and a Happy New Year to you all. Stang, Fran Warren, Fred Kelton, and Newton Tatum's and his orchestra. In the cast were Art Carney, Jack Albertson, Joan Gibson, and youngsters Butch Cabell, David Anderson, and Joan Laser. Morgan himself will be back in this corner in front of the cigar store at the same time.